Tradecraft. Welcome to Tradecraft, a podcast that takes a closer look at the top secret New World Order role playing game and the lucky 13 game engine that powers it. We will cover the rules, talk about ways to get the most out of your games, and fun modifications on the fly. So welcome. Welcome to Tradecraft. This is a first episode of a few, uh, where I, James Carpio, one of the designers of the Lucky 13 system used for the new Top Secret New World Order role-playing game, uh, we'll talk to you about how the system works, what it is, and as time goes on, we'll start uh, introducing more and more into it, uh, how to play the game. So one of the things I've been really pleased with since the release of the game is that it is easy to play. And I'm not saying this to stroke my ego or make myself feel <laughs> good about things, but definitely it is something that you have dice um, you have a great administrator, and realistically, even if you just, I don't know, just kind of eyeball your roles, you're still playing the game correctly. So that's kind of nice. But for those who are more or less uh, interested in how the game plays and what it does and what it is, um, this is for you. So I'm doing this in a very small capacity right now, maybe 15-minute episodes, but we'll see where it goes. And honestly, if there are questions, um, please, you can reach out to me at james at tsrgames.com uh, and, and go ahead and ask. And as we go on, uh, perhaps maybe we'll get a, a better forum of um, answering questions. So the first thing is, what is Lucky 13? Well, in the initial design phase of the game, I wanted to have something that was a static number in a game. So let's look at games like um, Unisystem by Eden Studios. Their magic number is nine. And the golden rule is, um, and which doesn't change, is that once you make your roll, anything over a nine and then escalating up from nine is going to be a success. So I wanted to have something where you didn't have to worry about uh, going scaling up and down too much that 13 would be the number and uh, believe me it actually kind of was it started at 15 initially and so but lucky 15 just doesn't have the uh, the cadence to it so what inspired it well i love games that have dice pools so for example uh, let's take a look at something simple as the original deadlands Right, where you gather up your dice, you roll them, and then basically you, you know, you, you try to make your difficulty by it. And depending on how high or how low your dice are, uh, the number rolled uh, definitely gave you an outcome. Uh, Shadowrun was another big one in the beginning, and still is with dice pools. Um, even going into World of Darkness, uh, the original ones, where you needed like 27 dice at one point in order to, to figure out your numbers. Or even Champions. If you ever played Champions back in the day, you knew you had to roll the buckets of dice and then sit there and add a body and all these things. But I wanted a number. I just wanted to, you to be able to grab dice, uh, roll those dice, add up a number, get the 13, and, you know, let the good times roll. So how does the game work? All right. For example, it is simply taking 
three dice. Now, I'll get into it in a minute about there is some exception to that. For the most part, whenever you make a roll, you're going to take your attribute. Now, your attribute laying across the board are simply the things that you can do. These are your natural abilities, things that any person born can realistically take care of. And these are going to be things that we all do. So, for example, nerve. Nerve is pretty much how tough you are in a sense of how gutsy. You know, what is, what is your nerve? What is How do you handle things in stressful situation? How do you resist fear? How do you resist temptation, stress? Um, suave. Well, every agent should have a good suave, in my opinion, because that's the one where you come in and you're talking and everyone just kind of lights up when you enter a room. So definitely a high suave, you are super charismatic. What a low suave, well, <laughs> most people won't even look at you twice. Pulse, that's your health. That's how well you handle things as far as damage, what your stamina is, your vitality, how fast you can run. Intellect, pretty self-explanatory. How smart? How are you going to get out of situations? Think your way out of situations, which is a spy is absolutely necessary. And then we get into reflex. All right. Reflex is how quick you are. Uh, you know, definitely when you're using a weapon, things like that. All right. So with that said, you're going to take the die that represents what you're going to do. So let's just say we're, let's give something simple. Let's just say we're going to get into a car. Like, or actually, let's say we're going to break into a car. Spies just don't get into cars. They actually do cool stuff like B&E. So what you're going to do is first you're going to figure out, well, what attribute really explains that for me? Well, that is going to be your reflex, most likely, because you're probably going to play around with it. Now, granted, if you're trying to break the window at something heavy, that might be your pulse. But these are the things that you kind of want to negotiate with your um, with your administrator and just to kind of figure out where you're coming from with that. So that's the first part. Now, let's go to our tradecraft. Now, tradecraft are skills that spies have. They're very broad skills. So you might be able to do a hundred different things under each of them. So, for example, signet, and that's the art of intelligence gathering and intercepting communications. But it can definitely be used in a multiple manner of ways. Human is another of your tradecraft, and that's human intelligence. These are things like psychology, human observation. A tech, well, tech is big. If you're a spy that uses computers, you like hacking, you like doing all kinds of stuff, tech is where it's at. And last one is combat. And combat's kind of a catch-all because combat not only handles just shooting guns and doing other sort of things, beating people up, but it can also just go with the rougher things, right? So let's just say our agent is going to break into the car because he doesn't have time to be subtle and pick a lock, but I'll give both examples. So our first agent, the brick, um, decides that he wants to break into the car quickly and get out of there. So um, he's going to figure out, well, what do I need? He looks around and guess what he has? He has a crowbar. And, you know, most people walk around crowbars in their pockets. And it happens. So Pulse is probably going to be the best because it's strength based. He definitely wants to put his oomph, his stamina into it. You know, he's not going to try to finesse the crowbar. He's just going to slam it into the window and break it. So then we say, all right, well, what um, what else comes next? What tradecraft would that fall under? Well, combat, because obviously he's breaking something. He, he wants to smash to that window. So that gives us two of the three dice. But what? how else do we add any dice? Well, there are two ways you can add dice. One is, and the most common way is use it in asset. 
and the asset can be really anything. You can pick up a crowbar. That's an asset. He has a crowbar already set. Or he might have a find a heavy rock. He might have a brick. Um, he might use someone else's head to go through it. But all of those are an asset. And how they work is basically your so your attribute and your tradecraft are already going to have a number assigned, a die type, whether it's four through twelve, right? And then um, same thing with your tradecraft. So when you when you make this roll, you're going to take those two dice, which already have set numbers, and then you're going to use your asset. Now, a lot of times assets have set numbers. Like if you're going to shoot a pistol, your pistol already has that number built in. But in this case, uh, let's just say the crowbar he has was something cheap. He bought at a, um, he was at a garage sale uh, earlier in the day, because all spies do that. And he takes that crowbar. Now, let's think about the crowbar. It's not the greatest of quality. Now, any asset is rated uh, the same way as your pistol, right? So if it's a really if excellent, well-made pistol, it's going to have a really high die number attached to it you know some pistols we might even see have a d8 or a d10 as their as their asset number but in this case it's a it's like i said the the agent found this uh, a garage sale what you know nearby thought oh wow i think having a crowbar would be really excellent since it's kind of old and rusty and eh, might even have the possibility of breaking if hit too hard it's not going to be the greatest so it's not going to be a d12 right it's going to end up being something like a d6 but there's our third die. So now we take uh, the agent's pulse. He's a big guy, so let's just see he has a d10. And uh, we now go to his combat. He's fairly well-trained. He's a big guy. He beats people up. So he might have a d8 in combat. And now we take that, um, we take that asset, which is the crowbar, and we're going to give it a d6. So now we're going to take the d10, the d8, and the d6 and roll them all together. And we're hoping to get over 13. There are other things I will go on about once we get into other episodes, like burst and blowback, the effect of the tension track, and things like that. So, but anyway, you want to make that 13. If you roll under a 13, well, obviously you didn't perform that task correctly, and the crowbar just bounced off the window. But if you got that 13, that's what you needed. A car window goes crashing in, and you're in the car. All right, so realistically, there are exceptions to this. Now, um, and the fence is it. So for the most part, you are going to roll three dice no matter what. That is your, that's your max pool, three dice. You got to figure it out. But um, in combat, when you're using defense, that is the only time where you're going to be rolling above four dice. And because they stack. So you might be behind cover and there's a high wind going on and you're trying to snipe. So what you're pretty much doing is taking your first two dice, which are always going to be your attribute die and your tradecraft die. So again, reflex in combat. Let's just say you're shooting at somebody. And then you're going to add your pistol score, uh, which is also going to be your asset die, which is going to give you a three, your three dice. On the other side, and we'll get into a little bit of, about this more when we talk about combat, your opponent is usually going to have two to three dice to roll or more. Because if you have multiple defense situations going on, those are going to stack. And again, uh, we'll talk about those a little bit later. But for the most part, with Lucky 13, it's always going to be three dice. It is going to be your attribute, it is going to be your tradecraft, and it is going to be your asset. Now, assets could be anything. 
And as, again, it could be your crowbar. Uh, remember the head of that person that you were trying to break the window with earlier? Well, that can be an asset too. And maybe he has a really hard head and you've gave him a D8 asset. So what if there's no asset to be found? Maybe if you're doing something and nothing applies, you have the crowbar and let's just say you have to pick a lock. Huh. Well, that's, that's going to be difficult. I mean, you could bash the doorknob in, I'm sure. But let's say we want to use finesse. So we go back to our attribute. Well, that's going to be reflex because you want to use your, your motor skills. Probably not going to be combat. You probably want to go to tech as your tradecraft. So there's our two dice right there. But we can't really use the crowbar in this finesse situation. Well, that's where something called the decision die comes in. Now, it is an arbitrary number well, or die type that your administrator will look at and decide, well, what, what applies here. So let's just say you're digging through your pockets and, oh, wow, there's that paperclip that I took off of my mission briefing and accidentally stuck in my pocket. Well, that can be used to pick a lock, but it's nothing fancy. It, it wasn't made to do this. It could be a cheap paperclip or it could be a really nice paperclip or it could be a paperclip that was fashioned into a pick lock. But that's more on the administrator's side to figure out that. So a decision die is not particularly an asset, but it's a decision by the administrator as to what that third die should be. So going through, find that paperclip, the administrator says, all right, I think that is a D4 paperclip. Yeah, it's nothing special. Something you got at your, your standard office supply store, Staples or something. So nothing fancy. Um, your administrator says, let's give it a D4. So now you're going to roll your reflex, which uh, let's say this agent is actually really good at finesse. He's not good at beating people up, but yeah, he's a nerd, right? So his reflex is going to be a D8. Uh, his tech is really high. So he has a D12 and then eh, he has a paperclip, which is going to be D4. So he's going to roll those dice together and again, try to make the number 13. And pretty simple. All right. And realistically, there's other things that can happen with those three dice. And again, we'll talk about those in uh, future episodes where we talk about scaling the dice up and down, right? Taking that, you know, so going back to the situation of the guy picking the lock had a D8, a D12, and a D4. Well, let's just say that the it's an old time looking lock, something from the 1700s, really intricate. And while a good techie might be able to go in and MacGyver something, this actually requires a lot of finesse. So we, we might do is, well, this is based on his skill of tech, which is at a D12, but the administrator might say, you know what, you're not trained in this. So he might actually lower that die down, which is he might say, well, you know what, we're going to drop it two steps. And now you have a D8. So you're going to roll a D8, a D8, and a D4. So it makes it harder. Um, however, this could be some, this could be a tech lock that has a reset button in it. And the paperclip is just there to push the little button. So because it's a tech related thing, the administrator could give a bigger decision die instead of the D4 and the paperclip. But since this is a tech based thing, uh, the administrator basically says, all right, well, I'm going to raise your tech. So this brings us to another bit. And so if you have an, if you have a tradecraft or attribute above a D12, it can go one higher. And this is again, another exception where you can roll a fourth die. 
So your die goes from a d12 now to a d12 plus 4, or a d12 plus a d4. But that's it. You're not going to see a d12 plus a d6, or a d12 plus a d8. That is the max. When we talk a little bit about character generation going forward, uh, we'll, I'll address some things with character generation and allowing agents to randomly choose. Because again, if you end up with that agent um, up there with the d12 and his stat, it will take a lot of mission points to raise it, but once he does, that's as far as you can go. It doesn't really break anything because with the, the probabilities, uh, there's always going to be a chance for a failure uh, and always a good chance of failure too. So it's um, it does have a bit of balance to it. Anyway, this is the maiden episode of this. I just wanted to do this to kind of start a conversation about the Lucky 13 system and Top Secret New World Order. So again, if you have any questions after you listen to this and say, hey, can you clarify something for me? For now, you can go ahead and write me at james at tsrgames.com and I'll be happy to try to get an answer out to you as quick as possible. That is it. Enjoy and hopefully we'll talk soon. Thank you for listening to Tradecraft. Tradecraft is an attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, 4.0 international creative commons work. You may share it with whomever you like, so long as you don't sell or modify it. This message will now self-destruct.